Stand by for Wyoming Hooking and Hunting Outdoors with your host, Drew Kirby. Hey, this is Luke Holmes. I am Morgan Wallen. I'm Riley Green. I'm Travis Denning. Hey, I'm Aaron Lewis. Hey, it's Luke Bryan. I'm Tim McGraw. What's up? This is Ian Munsey. Ah, uh, this is Craig Moore. And you're listening to Wyoming Hooking and Hunting Outdoors. My Country 95.5. Welcome in on this fine day. Thanks so much for tuning in. As always, if you have a question for Game and Fish, for Brian, for myself, for any of our guests, you can always hit us up in the My Country 95.5 app. And ask it that way. You can hit us up uh, any way you'd like. Just uh, shoot us an email, drew.kirby at townsquaremedia.com, and we'll get that taken care of for you. Now, of course, today we got a big show, as always. Uh, Wyoming Game and Fish Department, we're going to talk AIS. We've uh, had the new checkpoints, check stations for over a month now. We'll see how they've been going with the aquatic invasive species. Brian from Rocky Mountain Discount Sports is ready for Black Friday. Are you? And we have a very special guest, Tristan, who is the ultimate angler. I'll tell you what that means a little bit later on. Come on, let's get it going. Have you hooked a big fish or harvested a beast of an animal? Let us know all about it at the My Country mobile app. You're listening to Wyoming Hooking and Hunting Outdoors. My Country 95.5. Wyoming hooking and hunting outdoors on My Country 95.5. Welcome in, and as always, we like to bring uh, Janet in from Wyoming Game and Fish Department, and uh, Eric and Matt are both with us today because, well, let's talk AIS, Janet. Something's always fishy, right? So we brought in the fish crew. You know, we have been talking about this aquatic invasive species for a while. Things shifted around about a month ago at Glendo and Keyhole. But we're a month into this. And, Eric, I know you've been boots on ground at a, a lot of these different checkpoints. I know people were a little concerned at first. But really, you guys are doing a great job getting people in and out. At the Glendo che uh, check station, we've seen a few days where we have some boats uh, ready to launch when we get there to open up the boat ramp. Uh, we get those folks in and out pretty quick. Um, uh, it is that time of year. You know, we have some pretty slow days out there, just all weather dependent. Uh, we also have some some busier days uh, but nothing that we haven't been able to handle and uh, get people inspected quick and out on the water and catching fish. Now, people that go out regularly to Glendo know what to expect, but maybe someone, I mean, we're getting to the end of the year now, could have ice on within a month or so. Uh, what are people going to expect when they go into one of these check stations? Uh, yeah, that's a good, uh, good question, Drew. So, we had been running uh, with certain hours each day, and uh, recently, within the last week, we've uh, changed those hours to sunrise to sunset, uh, just as we get into the shorter days in the year and colder weather, uh, dealing with uh, storms moving in, things like that. Uh, we don't want our inspectors, you know, out in the out in the dark and the cold after uh, the sun sets. So it's important for folks to remember to keep an eye on those tables and you know, know when they're going to be able to get out there. Uh, in terms of uh, what we do with uh, ISON, we'll wait and see how things progress. We've had a pretty warm fall so far, so um, 
as long as water's open, sounds like we're going to be there and checking boats so the folks can get out there. In the month or so that you guys have been doing these check stations, have you seen anything that doesn't look normal? Uh, no, it's been uh, pretty typical from what we expect to see this time of year. Um, a lot of local folks, uh, some people coming from eastern uh, bordering states that like to fish Glendo in the fall um, that we typically see. Um, so nothing too crazy, no, uh, no out of the left field things yet. And Matt Hahn is is with us as well. And Matt, I know that this time of year, people are getting a little different bite on Glendo. I know some crappie and walleye fishing has been pretty nice, but in a different time of day than we have been seeing. Yeah, it's uh, pretty typical this time of year as water temperatures start to start to cool down. The fish kind of go into feeding mode, basically kind of stocking up for the winter, so to speak. So. Everything's feeding on gizzard shad this time of year. All the, but a lot of the young gizzard shad are starting to die off right now because they don't really like cold water. So, as those things start to die off, it it just makes it real easy for them to for the fish to to feed on those things, and it kind of turns into a feeding frenzy type of situation. And so it's uh, usually pretty good pretty good fish, and just use anything that would mimic a a small two to four inch long gizzard chad and you're probably catching fish. If something were to happen, do the fish become affected at all when, when these aquatic invasive species are present? They can. It depends on the species, the the AIS species that gets in there and the densities and, and so on and so forth. But most of the, the really bad ones that we worry about, the zebra and quagga mussels are filter feeders. And so they're they're filtering zooplankton out of the water column, which zooplankton are the, the foundation of the aquatic food web. So you start taking zooplankton away, then that impacts the amount of forage production that there is, which impacts the number of predators that can that can be sustained by that forage base. And so it's, you know, we don't know what kind of infestation Glendo would turn into if we were to get zebra or quagga mussels you just never know until it happens so if it was a very low level infestation there probably really wouldn't be much of an impact at all if it was a very heavy infestation it could potentially collapse the entire uh, food web there and in the lake just would not physically be able to sustain the number of and eric again it's been about a month and to this point everything is still uh, clear as far as any of these invasive species, right? Yeah, so at uh, Glendo, we've had a few boats come from high-risk waters, you know, that we've had to take a pretty good look at and make sure that they're clean before they can go on the water. But uh, in terms of seeing anything that uh, we wouldn't want going in the waters, we've uh, not been seeing anything yet. But it is that time of year, you know, where uh, it's a lot of local use and things like that. So, and as far as next spring, because we're just getting started in this, uh, what is there to report on that now? Um, currently, those decisions are still pretty young. Um, we don't really have much to talk about because there's just nothing to talk about. Um, you know, we'll be definitely having more meetings and making those decisions. And as soon as uh, we know, we'll make sure that everyone else is aware and make sure we can plan for a fun spring and summer boating in Wyoming next year. Listening to Wyoming Hooking and Hunting Outdoors, My Country 95.5. All right, Brian, 
The dark day is coming. The Black Friday is almost here. The sales event of the century. Uh, <laughs> and this is what uh, stores really gear up for the entire year. This is one of the biggest days of the year. But, I mean, here at Rocky Mountain Discount Sports, since the hunting season started to open, it's really been busy here. So have you guys found time to put the uh, Black Friday stuff out? Yeah, we've um, actually got a really good ad uh, generated for this season. There's some really great uh, gift items, a lot of good stocking stuffers, and uh, it's going to be a good time to stock up because the prices aren't going to get any lower than what you're going to see during this ad. If you haven't been into the store for a while, you're going to be shocked how many things are on the shelves here. You may go to some stores in town and shelves are bare, but here all year it's just been you guys have been able to, to make the ends meet. We work really hard. We've got a lot of distributors that we work with, plus we're working directly with every manufacturer. So uh, we've done a done a pretty good job of keeping keeping the, the hard-to-get stuff in stock um, and keep it in stock. We're still struggling with certain ammo, uh, certain calibers that manufacturers just aren't producing. So we're in the same boat there with everybody else. But coming into this cold front, uh, we're going to see a, a real good rush probably on, on boots and socks and, and the winter gear. Now, you speak winter gear. I mean, you've been out uh, duck hunting and goose hunting, and ice fishing will be here before you know it. You guys uh, really are set up for ice fishing. Yeah, we've got all of our uh, ice fishing uh, supplies in. Uh, most of it's on the floor and, and ready to be sold. Uh, Mr. Heater, propane, uh, all that kind of stuff is, is here. And uh, obviously our muck boots and you know snow pants and all that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, we're, we're ready. For maybe a, a wife that may be listening, and what are some of the hot items? A, a hunter would would really like for Christmas this year. You know, optics is always a, a good one. You know, a lot of guys, uh, you know, spend almost you know twice as much on a, a rifle scope as they they do on the actual gun itself. Uh, but you know, binoculars, uh, day packs, frame packs. You know, obviously new fishing poles, fishing reels, um, all that kind of stuff. I mean. Uh, could be just a camp chair, you know. Maybe, maybe at the end of the season, your your favorite camp chair broke on you, and right. now's a good time to get them. You know, you're not going to leave here uninformed, and that's one of the best parts about Rocky Mountain Discount Sport. If you are wanting to get your husband a new rod and reel, or your wife a rod and reel, and you're not really sure where to go, that's the best part. You got people here that know exactly what you'll need. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll gear you up to the species of fish that you're going to be targeting and uh, hopefully put the right rod and reel in your hands. Now, if someone is going to go out and, and, I mean, it's been cold. It's been really cold lately, and we're probably going to stay about where we've been for a while. Mm-hmm. What are uh, what are people fishing for right now? You know, the, the trout fishing's still been really good. Um, walleye fishing... Uh, hit or miss i mean we've we've had some full moons and blood moons and all that crazy stuff and uh, i think the fish probably been feeding at night a little bit but the uh, the walleye fishing's been fairly slow but overall um you know the fishing in general has just been pretty decent but what i love is even though it's a bad bite the fishing equipment is still here yeah, we, we've still got what you need. You know, the, now is just making sure you're wearing the right clothes, the proper clothing to make sure that, uh, you know, you can have a successful day on the water and, and not end up with frostbite or that kind of stuff. So. Uh, which is a really big concern that you don't really <laughs> think about that in the middle of July, but you right. know, it's, it's back. But get out of here, check it out. All uh, Black Friday, what are you guys' hours on Black Friday? Normal? Uh, normal hours, 8 to 8 on Friday and Saturday. All right. Get out of here and check it out. Rocky Mountain Discount Sports. Wyoming, hooking it in and hunting outdoors. My Country, 95.5.
Hey there, it's Drew and Brian Woodward from Rocky Mountain Discount Sports. Back at Adam here on Wyoming Hooking and Hunting Outdoors. Thanks so much for tuning in. Now, uh, Brian, we were talking about some fishing things, and this time of year there aren't a lot of people that may want to go out and sit there all day and do some fishing. But there are guys that will go out and lay in a layout blind and do some goose hunting. Yeah, that's uh, that's 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 one of my one of my passions. Maybe even maybe even more so than fishing at times. But uh, it's such it's such a kick and such a rush. And uh, yeah, we've had a couple of good days out in this uh, during the second split of goose season now, and the ducks are are showing up and. We've had some fun. Uh, you were able to take some pictures when you were out on a duck blind not long ago where you were hunting, and uh, these ducks were just swarming. They were just going everywhere. And, I mean, so the birds are here. I remember last year I felt like we were just waiting and waiting and waiting for the birds to finally show up, and, boy, they have already this year. Yeah, I think, you know, we got a nice push of Arctic cold from the from up north, and so that's uh, – that that's the that's the key for this time of year and and those uh how long those birds stay here is the question you know i mean how much how cold the water do we have and how many of those smaller ponds and creeks are going to freeze up and uh so if we keep water open we'll keep birds here but um it really depends on how cold we get and how fast. And the way that it's it's trending right now, I think we're going to have a couple of weeks where we're going to be in the teens at, at night and then, you know, the upper 30s maybe during right. the day. So that water could quickly freeze up. Yeah, especially some of those smaller ponds, you know, that, uh, you know, just don't get a lot of wave action and, you know, keeping those things mm-hmm. open. And a lot of them are pretty shallow anyways. So, um, you know, Pathfinder and Alcova, those always tend to, you know, Especially Alcova seems like it freezes up last. Maybe it's protected by those by those hills and stuff. But um, yeah, once those well, those creeks and stuff freeze up, um, things get kind of interesting. Now, when you go out, you you out with a, a group of guys. You know, everybody has their hunting buddies or a hunt group. Uh, you had quite a few. You had ten the other night. Mm-hmm. Now, how do you decide who makes the cut them all call in the group? Yeah, so we we uh, we ran ten guys out of a layout blind system. Shot forty birds in about an hour and a half. It was great. Uh, birds worked pretty well. We had no wind that day, if you can believe that, uh, which is always always tough when you're when you're trying to funnel birds into a a, a hole in a in a decoy spread. We kind of anticipate where we where we think that the birds are going to finish, and we just let the guy on the upside of the blinds uh, make that call. So the guys. You know, a lot of times we're just sitting there watching the birds go across, go across, go across, and then once the birds kind of hit up to the top of the blind system where the, that guy could shoot, uh, he, he we let him make the call. He starts it mm-hmm. starts it off. Yep. And and that you got to have a system worked out because if if you don't, you're going to have ten guys just jumping up, flinging their guns around. And yeah. No, we, we've we have pretty established uh, hunters. You know, they yeah. they knew the program. They've been out plenty of times, and we're just shooting mostly local birds at this point. But uh, right. eventually those those northern birds will come down and and uh keep things interesting for us what are you shooting on that are, are you carrying a 12 gauge we had the full spectrum of guys so normally when we're goose hunting we're shooting over decoys and most of our shots are anywhere from 15 to maybe 40 yards we we don't really shoot much past probably 35 or 40 uh there was a, there was one guy shooting a 410 oh wow there was a 
two guys shooting 28 gauges, at least two guys. Uh, there was a couple 20 gauges in there, and then the, the rest were probably 12 gauges. So uh, the the sub the sub caliber stuff, the sub gauge stuff, 28 gauges in the 410s. The guys are are running. Uh, they're usually hand loading the, those those shells, and they're they're loading them with uh, tungsten, that TSS. Okay. And uh, it's a it's it's a heavier than steel kind of thing. So and those guys are good shots anyways. But it, it's crazy how well that TSS um, shot works. It's just a little pricey. Which if you were to tell me that someone was out duck hunting or goose hunting with, with a 410 yeah. i laughed at you yeah i watched him drop a, a, a goose probably at 50 yards yesterday that we had some land just on the outside of us and there was one flying away from us and he dropped that sucker like a rock wow <laughs> well and, and i was reading the other day about all the different options right now here in wyoming you have fishing still if you want to go out and fish you'll eventually have ice fishing there's big game hunting there's small game hunting there's the upland game bird and there's waterfowl mm -hmm. all right now yeah it's it, it's it's really it's really a challenge to figure out what you're going to do <laughs> it's hard to get them all in if you get out here and check them out at rocky mountain discount sports if if someone's coming in they're going to do some duck hunting i know you guys have some ammo in here for duck hunting mm -hmm. Uh, what should they look for, especially hunting around here? Ammo selection is still going to be really tough. 12 gauge um, is uh, starting to loosen up a little bit, and we're you know most of the time when we're duck hunting, we're we're running uh, four or six, four, five or six shot in steel if you can if you can find that. Uh, we've got a good supply of four shot right now um, for sure. And then for the geese, I mean, I'm I'm pretty much uh, two shot. You know, that's I, I don't really get into the the BB and double BB and T right. shot and all that kind of stuff. It I just find that it kind of limits your um your pattern ability and just you know you're looking at you know 90 pellets i think for bbs and maybe like 160 bbs for two shot there's definitely more opportunity for a bb to yeah. hit something on the tss stuff a lot of guys are running like eight and nine shot it doesn't have to be a real big big pellet to actually kill a bird you know um right. so very little one will, will do the job yeah and the tss you know it, it's so heavy that it actually penetrates through the the bird really well so uh we're, we're seeing you know ducks and geese being shot at 40 to 50 yards with that tss with you know up to an inch of penetration so and a 410 yeah and, and we're killing geese with 410s yeah <laughs> well hey listen if you come out to rocky mountain discount sports and you have questions Questions on the ammo you got guys here that are, are here and that's what you know we've said this a lot but you know there are questions you know you see something you, you see a case of 12 gauge that you haven't seen for a while and you want to know ask mm -hmm. that's the best way to learn yeah and that some of that like the 20 gauge shot uh, shot shell is still gonna be really hard to get this year so uh, you know you're you're gonna be paying more for it just because the availability is is not good and they're just not producing a lot of it so you don't be uh, too uh, sticker shocked on the price of some of that stuff but um it is what it is still still a pretty cheap fun entertainment and obviously black friday is a good day to come in and check out and go ahead and stock up on everything that you can get here at rocket mountain discount sports Wyoming hooking and hunting outdoors on my country 95.5 it's wyoming hooking and hunting outdoors hey there it's drew you can hit us up inside the my country 95.5 app that's where you'll find information on our next guest, Tristan Broderick, who is the latest Wyoming Ultimate Angler Award winner. Uh, the Ultimate Angler is the highest you can get in the Master Angler program with Wyoming Game and Fish Department. Here's the kicker. Tristan is 15. Tristan, uh, thanks for coming on the show, man. 
Thanks for having me, Drew. You've been in the outdoors pretty much your whole life. Your dad told me that that it's not a hobby for you. It's a passion for you to be out hunting and fishing and being in the outdoors. Oh, yeah, for sure. We started hunting and fishing since I basically could walk. Yep. So uh, every time you get a chance, you head out, huh? Every single day almost. What drives your passion? Is it just you want to get that next catch, or is there something that you're driving for? I think it's a little bit of both, like, the fish is like just a bonus to just being outside and the peacefulness of all of it. And then just the master angler was just a bonus because it just drives you to be out there more and catch bigger fish. Tristan, you told me that it took you about two and a half years to reach the ultimate angler award status with Wyoming Game and Fish Department. What fish species did you start with? Um, I think I started with the both the bass species, so largemouth and smallmouth. And then I started working just around Casper, doing a lot of North Platte fishing for some of the bigger trout, like brown trout, rainbow trout, even some cutthroats. The Ultimate Angler Award means that you have 10 trophy-sized fish of different species on your wall. You know, there are people that may never get one trophy-sized fish, but to get 10, what has been your secret? Just fishing every day, consistency in fishing. It takes a lot about reading the water, reading the weather, reading the fish. Just trying to figure out what you should be throwing and what's not working. And then the main part is just fishing every day and trying new spots and new baits. And there's a lot that go into it. You travel all around the Casper area. Do you go outside of Casper to do any of your fishing? Oh, uh, yeah. We do a lot of fishing up at Glendo and around there. And then I do some, uh, one of my master anglers. The last one I caught, actually, number 10, was uh, Arctic Grayling. And to go catch those, we had to hike like five miles up into a high alpine lake up in Buffalo. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, man, you're, you're getting all the outdoor experiences. And it's fun that you're only 15 and you've probably done more fishing in your life than a lot of guys have or would like to anyway. Oh, yeah. Uh, what's the secret to catching those big time fish? I always say it's like 45% consistency, 50% skill and 5% luck. Do you have a particular bait or lure or setup that you like to fish more than others? Depends on what I'm fishing for, but not really. No, I'd like to try everything. I have a couple confidence baits, but sometimes those don't work and you got to switch them up. If you were going to tell someone, maybe one of your friends is like, I think I want to get out and fish. What advice would you have for someone just starting out in their fishing career? I would tell them to get with people that you know that fish a lot and watch videos and try to learn from the people around you that at the time are better than you. And maybe one day you can even be better than them. Right. Well, and one thing my, my grandfather always told me was never think you know everything. Always feel like you can still learn and you will uh, continue to, to succeed. Oh, yeah. So now that you have the ultimate angler award which you'll receive from wyoming game and fish they're actually making a big ceremony and what's your next accomplishment that you'd like to make i'm still going to keep going i'm trying to get more master anglers just doing a lot more fishing for new species but then also hunting started kind of long ago i've been hunting just about every weekend and just killing some cool things one of my favorite things to hunt is waterfowl actually i like getting the new species of ducks stuff like that 
How many how many species of ducks have you killed? I don't know a lot. Uh, have you found a particular type of duck or goose that you like to hunt more than the others? Just just mallards are just all around the best, and Canadian geese are just so fun. But there's always the cool ducks, like wood ducks and stuff. They're just so pretty, and they're kind of rare around here, so it's always cool to get one of those. Tristan, congratulations to you. Are they going to have to uh, make a whole new award just so that when you get 10 more of these master anglers that you'll have like the platinum angler award or something? Yeah, I hope so. That'd be pretty cool. I'm trying to get some more right now. So maybe they'll name it after you. That would be pretty cool. Yeah, yeah it would. You're the, the youngest to win the uh, ultimate angler award, right? Yep, I am. That's that's cool, man. You're going to go down in Wyoming Game and Fish Department history. Yep. Not too shabby, my man. Well, congratulations to you. Give your dad a big old high five for getting you started in, in the love of the outdoors and, and keep going and, and keep up with this so that we can continue to track your progression i will for sure awesome well thanks for coming on the show today yeah thanks for having me it's been awesome you got it uh anytime tristan you want to come back on you just let me know all right guys that's going to wrap up the show for this week another fantastic show for next week and we're getting close to turkey day so maybe we'll talk turkey hunting and some gobblers all right my country 95.5